You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well, Matt, fellow adventurers... We are with Sir Crokington, who has decided to visit the ruined city of Tarn. Now, the city of Tarn is a wee playable area. So once you clear it out, three hours later it somehow fills up with monsters again. And all the puzzles we set. Probably because of some crazy dark magic that happened. And also because... Because reasons. Yes, there's been other re- there's other replayables like uh, Axe Pass Cemetery and and the Temple of Tarnhern and the and the Jade Fang there they reset but this one's a bit chunkier than those ones. In fact, it's probably the chunkiest of all the replayables in the game. Now, the thing is, unlike the other replayables, if you keep going, little bits of story are slowly revealed. A story which is, uh, just to be honest, not yet finished. As in, not yet finished being written. Anyway, here we are, from the summit of a barren slope, the eastern end of a deep, rocky vale. That delves between two of the northernmost spurs of the mighty Fedowin range. You stare down at the shattered remains of Tarn, the legendary city of sorcerers, over the centuries since its abandonment. Following the uprising that cast the Tarnhern from power, the city has succumbed to decay and fallen into ruin. Its once grand boulevards are now little more than rubble-choked passages that meander through a perilous maze of toppled mountain monuments and crumbling buildings whose time and purpose have long since been forgotten. Long indeed is the list of illustrious adventurers who have ventured into a ruined city 
ventured into the ruined city, never to return. Nearby, tucked beneath a broad outcropping of rock, is a small sheltered hollow. And there's a massive claw-shaped standing stone there. That was part of a seasonal event where you had to find them all. There's no real point going there anymore. Or is there? Yeah, it's just... You step up to the claw-shaped standing stone, discover the massive piece of rock is actually protruding out of the ground. The stone's near-perfect curves and smooth surfaces make it difficult to believe that it's an entirely natural construct. From all angles, the stone looks like the talon of some gargantuan beast poking up through the earth. And you can look closer at the talon. You curiously note that the tapered tip of the massive claw-shaped standing stone is covered the sparkling sheen of frost. Engraved near the base of the stone, just inches above the ground, is a curious symbol. The symbol engraved near the base of the standing stone is that of a claw enclosed in a triangle. You immediately recognise the marking to be the scar of Arkandor. And But that's a whole other business that we don't want to deal with right now. But we'll get to it eventually. It takes a lot. They've just got a lot of ice to clear before we can go to Arkandor. And there's this sheltered hollow. That's just a safe spot. Oh, someone's been here recently. Is it me? Oh, it's Lady Molasson again. <laughs> Looks like I'm accidentally stalking her. Because she just had the same idea I had. <laughs> oh, maybe she's listening to the podcast and just following up and following it for questing advice. <laughs> oh, I mean, unlikely. It's pretty common thing that you'd go here after doing the Woundskin Saga. Because there's something you can do directly after doing it. And also you get a lot more powerful after doing that saga. So you can actually handle this stuff. But hello again, my lady. Alright, time to enter the city itself. As you make your way down into the Vale, and soon find yourself standing at the crumbling stone arch beneath which once stood the mighty gates of Tarn. Looking beneath the arch to the west, your eyes follow a wobble-strewn thoroughfare that passes through the very heart of the ruined city. Step beneath the arch and enter the city. Of course I will. You stand just inside the crumbling stone arch that once housed the mighty gates of Tarn. A wide thoroughfare, choked with piles of rubble and debris, proceed west from here into the very heart of the ancient city. Ruin and decay long since claims the once grand city of sorceresses. And now I'm on the eastern side of this city and it is quite large which you sure, sure, sure should expect from a city. Unless it's a Vatican city that's quite small. But quite grand. 
Because, <laughs> of course, that's where the Pope lives. Alright. You stand amidst paths of debris on a wobble-strewn lane in the eastern section of the ruined city. Yeah, that's the thing. The city is so big, the map tells you where in the city you are. Which is probably a lot more useful for those who can't use the map for reasons that they can't actually see it. <laughs> to the south stands a bump crumbling building you've not yet cleared. Alright, let's go south to this building. Yep, there are 17 of these buildings. And you, if you clear them all, you get more XP at the end. The moment you step into the crumbling remains of the building, you realise you're lost alone. A group of three glowing, staggering corpses have made their lair the decaying structure. They don't appear to take kindly to your sudden intrusion. The first of the glowing, staggering corpses swiftly closes in on you. Alright, let's engage them. Engage your staggering corpse. You quickly find yourself locked in a brutal fight against the first, the three glowing, staggering corpses. I'll just take these down. Comes for, steps forward and strikes at you with its fists. Uh, no weapons, I guess that's an improvement. Oh yeah, and all, like all the replayables, this is scaled. The reasons. 6 XP. You step back from the remains of your foe, thankful to survive the brutal contest. With two glowing, staggering corpses remaining, you quickly wipe your brow and once again draw yourself into combat ready stance. And we continue. So in each of these buildings, if you, there's a few monsters, you clear them out. Alright, just taking forward. Particularly brutal stroke, 11 damage. But nevertheless, it is slain. Alright, one left. Oh, and 6 XP too. Now, if it wasn't so big, there's a certain item called the Quen Blade that would really help open this dungeon, because a lot of the foes you face are undead. And I mean a lot of them. But it's too big. Alright, 32 XP, rare from battle, but happy to have at last cleared the decaying structure. It's a foul host. You check over your equipment and take a few moments to catch your breath. When you sufficiently recover from the battle, you make make a quick search of the ruined building and discover the following. Bone gauntlets. They are inferior. Okay, I'm, not, I'm kidding. People keep beeping me. I'm going to deal with that. Okay, that's dealt with. Alright, now off to explore the city some more. Right, going a bit more west, there's more buildings to the south. I'll just clear them out too. Three glowing tri-jaws. Oh, we've encountered these before when we were with the border rangers and probably other times as well. The vicious beetle thrusts its sharp horn at you. Yeah, there's a lot of battles in these. 
so it's quite convenient to have the quick stone because that allows you to quick combat which means you can get through the battles very very quickly just remember to heal because you will get hurt because they're all scaled right there goes the second one yeah, fortunately, they were attacking one at a time. What was also this time? Oh well, we'll just ignore that. Right, here comes the third beetle. Keep going, keep going, keep going. They did a brutal stroke, but nevertheless, it is still slain. Okay, I think after, once we move on to the next. Once we move on to the ne next building, because they're, they're all, they're very, they're very much the same, all the buildings. The more interesting stuff is in uh, other buildings. Because there's, well, there's quite a lot. In, well, we, you'll go, we'll, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. Right, just two thirds of them gone. And two remain. Okay, take it on, take it on, take it on, take it on. Okay, okay, oh, I had to deal with that beeping. Hopefully that worked. Okay, keep going, keep going. Take on these beetles. And they are slain. With a bit of thanks from the special I get from the Shimmering Silver Dagger. Which is a lot more powerful than whatever I had before. Which... Barely had a special at all. And uh, here we go. The tri jaw. The final tri jaw. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. Boom. 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 Anyway, it's slain. And another one bites. The dust. Or probably gnaws at it vaguely. 32 XP. And some loot. I'll just take that. The good bits. Okay. Quick heal. Quick heal. I keep going west. No, 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 north. How do you go north, you silly, you silly, 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 silly toad? You're supposed to go west. Oh, there's buildings to the north and the south. These are the wind buildings. They are the monster nests. Oh, it's a giant tarnwat. Well, at least it's in its native habitat. It scurries forward and attacks. And also there's only three of them. Which which by which by rat standards in, you know, an adventure game, it's not very many at all. Because usually, if an adventurer has to kill rats, they often end up having to kill exactly ten of them. And even though there's an infinite number of rats in wherever you're fighting them, because they come back in about one minute. And you don't, you know, deal with the root of the problem. No, just kill ten of them. For reasons. 
keep going, keep going. Oh, well, that's them all defeated. Another 32 experience to general. Another bit of loot. Oh, and 27 gold. Do a quick couple of quick heals. And then we'll take on the southern building. Oh, it's another six tridoids. You know what? I'll just pause it while I deal with those. And that's all those beetles cleared out. Now let's keep going west. Oh, there we get we again. Ooh, something's approached. You approach the debris-strewn street. Your exploration of the debris-strewn street is brought to an abrupt halt by the sudden appearance of a towering hologram the entrance to a nearby building. The fierce and magical guardian promptly starts towards you, its iron-clad fist poised to give you a crushing blow. And here are these hologram. The hologram. These massive beings, made up of varying amounts of flesh, stone, wood, and iron, serve as guardians of the ruined city of Tarn. Halgrim, who were left behind by the last of the departing sorcerers who abandoned Tarn, have assumed the internal task of guarding the shattered city. It's believed that the main role of the Halgrim or to ward off adventurers and treasure seekers from plundering the secrets left hidden within the depths of the ruined city. Well, I wasn't thinking of doing that, that much plundering, but now that you've got these guardians, you've just, you've just basically said, there's some really good stuff to plunder here. You just had to get past the guardians. Yeah, of course, it could be something that was incredibly valuable to them at the time, but is absolutely useless now. You know, like a, a book which no one can read, or the, some sort of currency, special currency which isn't made out of precious metals or anything like that, which can't be spent anywhere anymore. Oh, could be something like that. But it's probably going to be something really nice. And powerful. The fearsome magical guardian promptly starts towards you. Its ironclad fist poised to deliver you a crushing blow. Hold your ground and engage the Halgrim. The massive, armour-plated being... Its grim face, a mix of flesh, stone and iron, stomps towards you, raising its broad fist as it prepares to do you a single decisive blow. It's Halgrim, and it's a 12 plus scale, because it's a, it's a tough bugger. Okay, I'm going to use the power of necromancy to summon some undead to help out. Yes, it's... Well, I'm summoning a greater waff, which is boosting my miller rating. In this case, by 16. The mighty guardian of the ruined city swipes it with his iron-clad fist. Summon another one, dead. 
Oh, only it's only a skeleton this time. Nine men are waiting. Still, still enough, enough. Yes. Okay. Now summon another undead. It's a corpse, which for some reason is mightier than a skeleton. Probably because it's got more bits left on it that aren't bones. Boost melee waiting by twelve. Oh, that post by five. Hmm. I guess they're bravely equivalent then. Oh, then by five. All right. One more summoning in the undead. It's a ghast. Eleven melee waiting. Particularly brutal stroke for nine damage, but now it is slain. Twenty-three XP. The mighty defender of the city of sorceress is no more. You step back from the battered remains of the slain Halgrim and attempt to catch your breath, staring down at the unmoving body of the massive being. You can easily understand why it is that few adventurers and treasure seekers dare venture into the ruined city. After adjusting your equipment, making certain no more Halgrim are anywhere nearby, you once again set off along the street. Okay. I met that Halgrim at a crossroads. Keep going west. To the south, you see what appears to be a large fountain. Standing in the centre of the debris-strewn quadrangle is a large, ornate fountain. The masterfully crafted, crafted likeness of a winged dragons and crescent moons adorn the sides of the fountain's broad and deep basin. Rising out of the middle of the dry basin is a tall sprout fastened into the form of a curved serpent neck. It's obvious at one time water must have flowed out of flowed out of the serpent's open maw. Hmm. Maybe someday it will again. Okay, okay, that's a, that's a hint. <laughs> okay, I've now got to the western side of Tarn. To the south, there's a building. Oh, it's some robe skeletons. They don't take kindly to your intrusion. It's glowing robe skeletons, and they... Swipe at you with their clawed hands. Alright, once again, I'll just pause while I clear those up. Right, I just got out of the building and another one of those Harlegrim turned up. Okay, then I shall have to fight it. After fully healing myself, of course. Engage the Halgrim. The massive, armour-plated being. Its, gri its grim face, a mix of flesh, stone and iron, stomps towards you. Raising its broad fist as it prepares to deal with you a single decisive blow. I'll summon undead to help out with this. It's a ghoul prince. Oh, it broke it off really quickly. It's a corpse this time. Come on, stick around, you undead. Am I supposed to slay? Oh, it's a waif lord. Alright, keep going. Last turn with the Waif Lord, 20 below waiting, keep summoning undead. It's an abyssal ghast. Right, nearly done, nearly done, nearly done. Take it 
on and it is slain. 23 XP. It's slain. The mighty defender of the city of sorcerers is no more. And that's the same as when you slayed the last one. Okay, I'm nearly one out of Neville Reserve. So quickly pop back to the city entrance. Leave the city. Fortunately, this replayable is so huge. It's known that you're not gonna complete it on what on what in one go. So it just it doesn't reset if you leave. into the ruined city and now i fully restored at that little hollow that's right next to the city okay now so hope i don't meet any more halgrims on the way to where we were okay keep going west westy 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 to the fountain past the fountain all right to west and now let's go north a bit Another crumbling building. Dra seven glowing dragon beetles appear to have made their lair in the decaying structure. They don't take kindly to your sudden intrusion. Three, seven glowing dragon beetles. The black dragon beetle wars as it surges forward and attacks. As they like to do, apparently. Oh yes, and they can also breathe fire. Fortunately, it's not done that yet. Oop! Brutal stroke for 13 damage. Maybe it forgot. Maybe they forgot they could breathe fire. Or maybe they used up all their fire earlier. Anyway, once again, I'll just pause while I take these down. And all the dragon beetles are now slain. Let's keep going north. Something's going to turn up soon. There's two more places. To the west sends a crumbling building you've not yet cleared. Well, I guess I'll have to fix that now. Slivering menaces. They're a type of bug. Let me just check. Let me just inform you what they are. These large, many-legged black in... This large... Many-legged black insect actually propels itself along the ground by slivering on its scaly underbelly. Its powerful mandibles are capable of crushing bone. And what what do all the legs do? Do they just just kind of just like are they like really sharp and it just goes past you? It goes ow! I got hit. I got kicked by fifty legs in a row. It really hurts. Or may maybe it's for tunneling? Hmm. I don't know. Because usually if you have legs, you assume you walk with them. Or at least amongst other things. It's, uh, these are slivering menaces. And they are also going to go down. The slivering menace wears up and attacks. And laser particularly brutal stroke for eight damage. Just use normal attacks, bring them down. Oh, the special helped. A sudden surge of energy overtakes you, and you lay three impossibly swift blows upon your enemy. That is the special. 
of the shimmering silver weapons. They are quite useful for those. Yes, you, can, you usually at least get some specials in most combats. Sometimes they can get up to 90 damage. Anyway, there's two left to go. Just pause while I deal with it. And we're back. Went west, went north a bit more to the west. You can see a tall tone and stone and tim, stim, tip, stone and timber building. God, you think after nearly 500 episodes I'll learn how to talk, but apparently not. Oh, well. <laughs> As you step into the crumbling stone, crumbling structure, you're greeted by a loud groan and the sound of heavy footfalls. You turn towards the sound and your pulse quickens as your eyes fall upon a towering Halgawan moving in your direction. The mighty guardian of the ancient city, a massive, armour-plated being of wood, flesh, iron and stone, is swiftly bearing down on you. Now these are the Hargrims you have to slay to finish off with, to finish off a Tarn one. So let's face the mighty guardian, of course. The massive armour-plated being, its grim face a mix of flesh, stone and iron, stomps towards you, raising its broad fist as it prepares to deal you a single decisive blow. This is Halgrom, and it is going to go down. Summoned a skeleton to... Oh, yeah, die, the, the, the summons are fading too quickly. I'm going to use the power of destruction instead. What does a sustained decay do? Oh, resisted it. Oh, but it didn't. It's last for two more rounds. The same, the same decay effect will test two more rounds. The power of destruction causes your foe to decay. It takes ten damage. All right, and then it resists again. No point using resistible powers like destruction or elementalism. I think. Some of them resistible, some of them aren't. A mental fury. A raging crimson inferno takes form and swiftly envelops your foe. Uh, oh, brutal stroke for my enemy for 10 damage. Okay, okay. What would if I just use Wave Touch? 26 damage. Wave Touch. Wave Touch. And it is slain. Alright, 7 XP, 16 XP to general. The mighty defender of the city of sorcerers is no more. You step back from the battered remains of the slain Hargrim and attempt to catch your breath. Staring down at the unmoving body of the massive being, you can easily understand why it is that few adventurers and Trevor Seekers dare venture into the ruined city. You make a quick search of the building, and near to the remains of the slain Hargrim, you discover a small, oddly angled copper key. The strange key up it bears a set of sharp, triangular teeth. Realising immediately that the item may prove to be... You discovered this angled copper key, with teeth, the teeth of which are triangular, while searching one of Tarn's ruined buildings after defeating one of the city's mighty Hel Helgeron guardians. 
With the copper key now safely in your possession, you prepare to once again resume your exploration of the city. All that remains inside the crumbling structure is the battered, armour-plated remains of the massive Halgrom you defeated here. Okay, now... Alright, now I'm going along the north side. To the south is some towering statue. A towering statue of the Tarnhern stands at the edge of the rubble-strewn street. The statue's face bears a kindly, benevolent sort of look. You're surprised to find the monument appears largely untouched by the ruin and decay that afflicts the west of the ancient city. Yeah, let's just approach the statue. As you approach the statue, its head swivels silently in your direction. Its frozen gaze comes to rest squarely on you. The statue's face still bears the same kindly look, but behind the facade of benevolence detects something more sinister. The base of the statue, on the side of its left foot, you spot a small square impression. Set into the centre of the impression is a small square of hammer copper. Looks as though you might be able to remove it. Well, I guess I will. Don't know what for, but I, there'll be a reason. Use telekinesis to do so. It succeeded. 8 XP to telekinesis. You call upon your power of telekinesis and focus it on the small square of hammered copper set into the impression at the base of the statue. With minimal difficulty, you manage to use your mastery of telekinesis to draw the small metal square out of the impression without ever touching the statue. And that's nice. I now have a copper square and 8 XP to general. Retrieve this small square of copper from the impression the foot of a towering statue of the Tarnhern. You stare down at the small square of hammered copper resting in the palm of your hand, and wonder what purpose it might have served in the impression at the base of the statue. After carefully stashing it away amongst your belongings, Perta once again set off on your exploration of the ruined city. Okay, now south of the statue. Right, keep going. Oh, there's, there's something in a little while. Go to the west. I'll take that. Three-tiered stone building. The moment you step into the remains of the tri-tiered building's lower level, your eyes are drawn to four men in the centre of the broad, dusk-filled chamber. The four men, with their backs turned to you, are busy studying a large wheel that, wheel that lies horizontally across the base of the stone the top of the stone pedestal that serves as its base. Suddenly, one of the men, a young man with a wild mane of golden hair, turns and spots you. He shouts a warning to his companions. The eyes of all four men are quickly upon you. Before you can even attempt to communicate with the men, one of them, a grey-haired man with a short cropped silver beard, mutters something, and the entire chamber swiftly fills with thick black smoke. Instinctively cover your eyes and mouth. Well, my mouth's very large, so I can only cover a bit of it. In an attempt to fend off the noxious vapour. But in a matter of seconds, the smoke has dissipated. In its wake, you're stunned to find no sign of the four men, although that kind of is what you do when you make a smoke bomb. After taking a peek in, outside the building, finding the lane empty, you step back into the structure. 
curious about what it was the four men were up to in here. You're standing in a shattered, debris-filled lower level of a crumbling, tri-tiered building. The base of the broad, rubble-choked chamber stands a pedestal, top of which rests a heavy stone wheel. Let's look at it then. Large patterns of intricate symbols have been carved into the smooth surface of the stone wheel. The back of the pedestal, attached to the underside of the wheel, is a complex web of copper gearing. You're certain the gears must produce some function once they're set into motion by the spinning of the heavy wheel. In the midst of the gears at the back of the pedestal is a sizable empty spot. A copper spindle thrusts up through the void in the mechanical web, leaving you to believe one of the gears is missing. Hmm. So when we can find it, we can finish it. You're not certain if the wheel will spin with one of its gears missing. Attempt to spin the wheel anyway. Nope, it doesn't spin. Gotta find that gear. Or make a gear. Or something like that. Or redesign the entire device around it. And, well, I don't think Sir Crocus knows how to do that. So we gotta find the gear. Right, time to heal a bit. Do, 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 do. Alright, going east to the south is a crumbling building you've not yet cleared. Okay, seven glowing black horn beetles. Let's engage the first one. Alright, black horn beetle. Thrusts its massive barbed horn at you. As they are wont to do. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Hmm. Oh dear, I've got a whole bunch of cues turned up. Oh well, and they caught up, they caught up. Brutal stroke for 12 damage, and they are slain. Okay, and I'll just leave you while I deal with these beetles. Alright, those are all down. Now let's go a bit north, and there's a little... To the west, you can see what you think is something moving amidst the rubble. Also, my inventory's filled up. Maybe I'll... Well, next time I have to go back to the entrance of the hill, I'll start selling stuff off. Your exploration of the crumbling boulevard comes to an abrupt halt as you catch sight of a large black-winged creature moving through the piles of debris up ahead. The winged, two-legged being is bent over, as if searching for something in the in the rubble. Suddenly, the creature turns towards you, revealing a horribly mutilated, grey-skinned face. A single, bulbous, yellow eye protrudes from the centre of the creature's forehead, below which is a gaping, fang-filled jaw. Fang-filled maw. A swift, startling transformation comes over the being's face. And it rapidly assumes the likeness of a beautiful dark-haired woman. The black-winged woman bears her fangs and hisses loudly, as if warning you not to approach. Okay, what does divination say? You sense that the black-winged woman is an extremely powerful being, not of this world. You also feel you're in great danger as long as you remain in her presence. 
then I guess uh, if I kill her, won't be a problem anymore. Attempt to approach or or attack or retreat. What happens if I just approach? You begin the cautious approach, keeping your eyes fixed fixed on the black winged beings. If he draws within fifteen yards, however, the winged woman raises to a full height of nearly seven feet and spreads out her broad leathery wings. With a vicious snarl, she lowers her chilling graze to meet your horrified snare. Stare. You immediately sense an attack is in him. Well, I guess I'll attack first, then. You leap forward, hoping that the speed and suddenness of your attack will give you at least a momentary advantage. The black-winged being reacts swiftly, however, taking to the air with startling ease before soaring down at you from above. Her clawed hands outstretched as he prepares to tear, tear flesh from bone. As the black-winged demoness rapidly descends, feel icy fingers clawing at the edge of your psyche due to the speed of your deadly winged foe there is no chance of flight from this combat oh dear I think I might just be it over my head because this black winged oh wait a minute demoness oh, oh, oh. then I just happen to have just the thing for that the Demon Scourge. Okay. Admittedly, that would be more useful if I'd trained bashing, but I can't train bashing. Okay, with the 40 plus from the Demon Scourge, my overall melee rating will rise. Begin combat. Okay, okay. Demon Scourge made it from a plus 18 to a plus 16. The black-winged creature snarls. She tears at you with her deadly claws. Right, what if I use the power of... Neverall Energy Blasts? Oh, your mind is ravaged by your foe's potent sonic attack. For 47 damage. Okay, I have only option. Another. Oh, oh it's got resistance. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, uh, um, uh Hand of Healing. Okay, for 20 stamina points restored. Okay, my only option is, I think my most, most powerful skill will be, it'd probably be, ah, oh, necromancy, wave touch. All right, that's just 40 damage. Okay, if I, these, if these, if I keep, keep this up, wave touch, wave touch, wave touch, oh. You're ravaged by your foe's potent sonic attack for 45 damage. Okay, I don't... There's a chance I won't make it. What does Demon Scourge do? No, it, it doesn't do anything. Wave Touch. It only works against Wound Skin. You know, as an, as an item. I mean, as a weapon, it works against all demons. Right, Wave Touch. Wave Touch. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was, I was killed. Oh well. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Yeah, unfortunately, I haven't saved in quite a while. More than an hour, so. Well, oh well. I guess that's the end of my explorations. Oh well. Well, oh maybe I could just pause until we get back to where we were. You know, actually I'll do that, I'll do that. Well, um, well, Sir Crocodile's alive again, and he's in the southwest, west, southwest section of Tarn. To the south, you can see the toppled remains of a large square building. Enter the building, of course. In the mo, in the mo, the moment you step into the shattered, crumbling remains of what appears to have been a grand library, your eyes are drawn to a host of large creatures scurrying over and around. Round the scattered piles of debris, as two of the creatures pass through the edge of the, your pool of light, you're horrified to discover they're massive stone-backed spiders. Suddenly, one of the larger spiders looms out of the shadows just in front of you, and begins a swift and aggressive approach. The bear-sized, venomous spider will be upon you in mere seconds. Okay. Okay, I don't think we can be friends. Hold your ground and engage the massive spider. The giant stone-backed spider rears up on its hind legs as it prepares to strike. It's a massive stone-backed spider. The spider rears up on its hind legs as it prepares to deliver you a nasty bite. And sort of succeeds. Just a, well, not a real nasty bite, just a regular bite. Ooh. Alright, here comes the nasty bite. Pain whacks your body as the venom of your enemy courses through your veins for 10 damage. Okay, keep going, keep going, keep going. Telekinetic blast. Your foe has been stunned by a telekinetic 
Baston cannot attack this round. That also did 30 damage. Okay, and nearly done, nearly done, and slain. 39 XP. Quick, 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 quick in healing. The hideous giant spider collapses onto a debris strewn floor of the crumbling building and expires. Its long, thick legs twitch for several moments before becoming still. Despite your victory, you don't feel at ease here. You can hear things moving about from somewhere deeper within the structure, which causes you to wonder if perhaps any of the spider's bedroom might soon return. You're standing in the shattered, crumbling shell of what was once a grand library. None of the ancient texts that were once housed here remain. Most were taken by the sorcerers who long ago fled the city, while the West have succumbed to the decay of the ages. Lying nearby is the oozing carcass of the giant stone-backed type spider that you defeated. Not far from the spider's remains, near to the centre of the chamber, sits a large stone chest. You can hear things, hear things on the sea moving from somewhere deeper in the structure. Which causes you to wonder if perhaps any of the slain spider's beverage might soon return. Let's have a look at this chest. A faint white glow animates from the side and lid of the stone chest. You're certain this chest has been locked and protected by powerful magic. A lock, copper lock plate is affixed to the front of the chest, into which are set three oddly angled keyholes. For several moments, you carefully study the chest and the keyholes. Alright, let's just leave it for now. Mm, oddly angled keyholes. Curious. Perhaps it takes oddly angled keys. Okay, here's another of the towering Halgrims. Hold your ground and engage the mighty guardian. Let's fight normal, normal mode. Honestly, if you're really unlucky, you can usually take him down with that. And yeah, it is slain. 7 XP, 16 XP to general. And here's one of those angle copper keys. Oh, and another Halgrim just sneaked up on me to avenge its something brother. It's blood, flesh, wood, stone, iron, brother. Right. Telekinetic blast. Resist, you're not supposed to do that. Wave touch, wave touch. Slain! 23 XP. It's, it's gone. Okay, I'm going to head to the city entrance. Step beneath the arch. Sheltered hollow. West. And save. Saving is important. Okay, now pause while we catch up. I went north of the entrance and found a wide stone-wimmed hole at the eastern edge of this section of the debris-strewn avenue. Passing out of the ground behind a hole in the arch, with its mouth positioned to spill into the dark opening, is a wide copper pipe. A thick plate. Also hot, also copper, has been affixed to the top of the pike's arc. The pipe appears at one time. Emptied. Whatever flowed in through the hole. Examine the copper plate. Three small square impressions. Ah, that's what the squares are for. 
are set into the copper plate affixed to the top of the pipe. Alright, well, we've got to get those squares then. Apparently, there's three to get. Northeast corner is another statue of the Tarn Hearn. Approach the statue. As you approach the statue, its head swivels silently in your direction, and its frozen gaze comes to rest squarely on you. The statue's face still bears the same kindly look. Through behind the facade of benevolence, you detect something more sinister. At the base of the statue, on the side of its left foot, is what a small square impression. Alright, just take it out with telekinesis. Oh, it failed. Your attempt to retrieve the copper square has failed. Your heart pounds across your chest as a lone groan rises in the air. The statue has begun to move. Oh, it's come to life, because they always come to life! Begin. Continue. With startling speed and fluidity of movement, the massive statue of the Tarnhern swipes out with its massive, with its stone fist, picking a number. Bonus of 23. 17 from agility, 6 from luck. Got to get 75 or more. Get clonked. Pick now. I get clonked with, with 35. The statue's massive stone fist slams into your chest, extending you sprawling backwards and upwards and a very long way onto the wobble-strewn streets. 30 damage. Dazed and wounded, but still alive. You painfully stagger to your feet. You wholly draw yourself into a defensive stance as the towering statue of the Tarn Han bears down on you, its mighty fists of stone raised in anticipation of delivering you a killing blow. It's a living Tarn Hearn statue. And I think this might be the first time I've ever fought one of these. Alright, fight normal. Swipes at you with its stone fist. Okay, keep just going normally. Oh, particularly brutal strokes. Two in a row for about 13 damage. Oh, but then I got some good strokes in. Oh, uh, okay, uh, wave touch. Hand of healing. Hand of healing. Hand of healing, hand of healing, and slain. Alright, 14 XP. With a low ground rising into the air, the massive statue of the Tarn Hearn crumbles into a pile of cracked and shattered stone in the middle of the street. You step back from the remains of the fallen stone being and wipe away the sweat and grime now streaking down your brow. While checking over your equipment, you catch sight of something glittering amidst the heaped fragments of the statue. A closer examination reveals the object to be a small square of copper. You quickly take possession of it. So that's like the ones we got earlier. You stare down at the small square of hammered copper resting in the power of your hand, and wonder what purpose it might have served in the impression at the base of the statue. After carefully stashing it away among your belongings, you prepare to once again set off on your exploration of the ruined city. Suddenly, you spot something moving beneath the pile of rubble. You step back and watch in amazement as the pile of shattered stone swiftly rises into the air. The fragments of the statue swirl about in a dizzying, erratic fashion, till, after only a few minutes, the towering monument of the Tarn Hearn is once again whole. Oh, so you can't make the dungeon make it slightly more convenient to navigate by smashing the statue, so you don't have to you know, edge past it, which takes a couple of extra clicks. Approach the statue. 
Wait a minute, I got a copper square. Can I get another one now? Use telekinesis. Succeeded. With mineral difficulty, you managed to use your mastery of telekinesis to draw the small metal square in question without ever touching the statue. Alright, now I have... I managed to get two copper squares out of the, the same one. Convenient. I guess the restoration accidentally we stored this the copper square as well i guess it was just a slip up with the magic approach the statue okay now the impression is empty hmm. uh, curious curious perhaps that's but that i don't think that's intended but i'll take it i'll take it that's for sure okay go to the west all right go Go west a bit, and here's a little building. One of those monster nest buildings. Stone elementals. Alright. Take them down. They swat at you. Okay, now just do ba do boo ba do boo 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 boo. Slain. 6xp. Alright, take another one down. gonna pause while I deal with okay and now I've got to another one of those Tarnhern statues approach the statue okay I'll use telekinesis again it succeeded you call upon your power telekinesis and focus on the small square of hammer copper set into the impression at the base of the statue with minimal difficulty you manage to use your mastery of telekinesis to draw the small metal square of the impression without ever touching the statue. Okay, now I have three copper squares. Which means I can put them to use, which I will. Just making my way to the east, just a bit north of the entrance. Here's the, here's the pipe. Use the copper squares. Okay, yeah, look at the pipe. Use the copper squares. You carefully place your three copper squares in each impression set into the plate affixed to the top of the pipe. 228 experience to general. All three copper squares are now in place in the impression set into the plate atop the, atop the pipe. Suddenly a low rumble, far off and muffled, reaches your ears. The sound grows closer and closer, becomes more clear and is soon joined by a chorus of groans and creaks. The large copper pipes shudders, and only a moment later, a flashed, fast, steady flow of clear, sparkling water erupts from the end of the ancient conduit and spills directly into the dark hole in the earth. After nearly a millennial dormancy, the water that once sustained life in Tarn again flows. Wait a minute. Did that mean the Tarn, the Tarn Hearn? just deliberately ruined the city's water supply out of pure spite presumably you know just so that none of the p 
people that rebelled against him or whatever happened could you know live was that it was that just pure spite on the Tarnern's part he just took out the three magical water controlling squares and just put them next to his statues and then programmed his statues to kill anyone who tried to get them probably I mean the top from is a bit of a douche. Maybe that's what happened. Okay, now let's make our way west. Now, there's one place where they, where we'll see this water in action. The fountain. Let's go to the fountain. Standing in the centre of a debris-filled quadrangle is a wide, ornate fountain. The carefully the masterfully carved likeness of the wing. Yep, yeah, it still looks the same. Cool, the but cool shimmering water flows out of the serpent's open maw, spilling, splashing into the basin below. Shimmering? Odd. Shimmering. And that's in italics. It's like it wants me to do something with something that shimmers. I just got this shimmering silver dagger. Would that do anything? Let's see. You carefully submerge a shimmering silver dagger into the wall. Water collecting at the base of the fountain. The water shimmers brightly for several moments. You remove your weapon from the basin. Look it over carefully. Certainly it's somehow been changed. Let's have a look at this shimmering silver dagger then. Alright, stats have gone up. I'll just unequip it and we equip it to apply these stats. Yes, it's it's gone from 22.4 to 22.5, gaining 2 melee rating and 1 stat no point, which is very nice indeed. And now, more importantly, also important, I can drink from the fountain. The moment you swallow a mouthful of the cool, shimmering water collecting in the fountain's basin, you feel refreshed and restored. And I am fully restored, which is handy, because this is pretty deep in the into the city, so it saves you backtracking times. Now I'm going to clear out some things I cleared out previously. Okay, more exploring of Tarn. I've cleared out a few more of those buildings on the west side. And now, on the southern part of Tarn, the northern edge of this section of concourse. The concourse sends a tall stone arch. The arch appears to have one time been part of an entrance to what must have been a grand building. However, only a mounted of rubble out of which poke the ends of ancient timbers, rise up behind the arch now. Alright, step forward and examine the stone arch. Standing directly before the arch, you make a careful examination of the intricate arcane symbols carved into its weathered surface. The symbols are grouped to form a myriad of complex patterns. The patterns created by the symbols are puzzling, 
but you believe that if you were to decipher the proper sequence in which to pass your hands over them, you might be able to invoke any magic contained within the arch. Attempt to decipher the code then, calling upon your arcane knowledge. You attempt to decipher the complex code that will allow you to activate the magic contained within the stone arch. Picking a number. Bonus of 36. 60 from Arcania, 10 from Mind, 10 from Aura. Got to get 100 or more to solve the puzzle. Pick now. 65, failure. Despite your best effort. And more, more attempts than you care to admit. You're unable to decipher the code presented by the group symbols. You think perhaps you return and try again at some other point. So, you've got two options now. You could either go back, go back to your previous save, which unfortunately is quite a bit back. Or, you could just wait for Tarn to reset and try again. I'll be waiting for Tarn to reset and trying again. I'll probably get, probably a lot of Tarn advances will be grouped together in the next episode. Alright, going west. After a bit of healing. You freeze in mid-step, while skirting around a pile of rubble in the middle of the street, moving towards you, swaying and staggering with each of its long strides, is a towering Halgrim, one of the magical guardians left behind by the long-departed sorceresses to protect the city. The mighty creature, a fearsome, armour-plating being of wood, wood, flesh and iron and stone, advance, slowly advances towards you, engage the staggering Hargrom. You bravely hold your ground as the staggering Hargrom steadily advances. But this is a bit weaker than the other Hargroms. The staggering guardian of Tarn swipes at you with an ironclad fist. Alright, brutal stroke for about 20 damage and then another brutal stroke. Yep, take it down, take it down, take it down, down, down. Oh, special attack from me for 10 damage, and it is slain. 24 XP, 16 XP to general. You stand over the unmoving remains of the slain Howard thankful that the deadly guardian of the ancient city will not rise again. It's taking a few, well, it will, but not until targets reset. To take you a few moments to check over your equipment, you once again set off your exploration of Tarn. Okay, back to the city entrance. We're almost out of Neville Reserve. Leave the city. Enter the sheltered hollow. West here. Save here. Okay. Now I've just rested and I've saved. Let's go off and take. Let's take on that demon that we couldn't do the first time round. But now that we've now we're all fully restored. Oh, here's something. As you pass along this section of the broad lane, you're taken aback by the sudden appearance of a glowing phantasmal figure standing at the western edge of the street. The head of the world phantasmal figure is slumped forward, resting against his chest. Blue gold glow surrounds the eerie figure. Approach the phantasmal figure. 
As you approach the phantasmal figure, its head rises off its chest, revealing the somewhat blurred face of a bearded man. The image of the world man suddenly fades, almost completely, only surprising a few moments later, though he is looking in your direction. The eyes of the ghostly man are not focused on you. You sense the apparition is this is nothing more than a conjured image. The city is lost! The phantom says the phantasmal image of the woed man in a low, wasping voice. The Tarnhern has escaped his imprisonment. He roams beneath these streets, possessed with, re possessed with regaining control of which he cannot hope to, of that which he cannot hope to reacquire. His every step is driven by a desire for vengeance. Yeah, that explains the. Wrecking the city's water supply thing for no reason. The ghostly spectre of the man falls silent. And you realise as before, his eyes are not focused on you. It would seem that this impression was left long ago. To serve as a warning to those who might find their way into Tarn. Only a small number of us are left to assist him. Says so the image continuing. We are fleeing over the mountains. Where we pray we can find safety. Far removed from his terrible wrath, his magic is darker than ever before. Now than ever before, he's aided by entities not of this world. It is believed that the shadowy hands of such entities now guide his. Now guide his hands, hands that once united our grand brotherhood. The image of the woed man falls silent, and his head lowers to his chin once again. Wests against his chest. Okay, so that is what happened in Tarn. Apparently their leader, who I think we can safely assume was an incredibly powerful sorcerer, delved too deep and got messed up by something, by some outer, en outer world entity and uh, messed up the city somehow. Some of the sorceresses tried to escape. There was a lot of fighting. And anyway, now it is ruined and everyone's fled or everyone's dead. Well, might be more complicated than that. Okay, to the demon. Divination. Yep, great danger. Okay, now. Hmm. No, no, still on the demon scourge, still stronger. Attack the black winged being. Okay, it's the same as before. Now, wave touch. Wave touch all the way. It's the only chance I have. So it keeps going. The black-winged creature snarls. She tears at you with her deadly claws. Fortunately, she didn't use any of her special attacks that time. So it is slain. 266 XP. 1,024 experience to general. A shrill, piercing cry erupts from the demoness's fanged mouth as she collapses into the ground at your feet. Her black wings promptly disintegrate into a thick layer of ash and her body dissolves into a, th a sticky puddle of dark ooze. As you stand staring down at the swift transformation that's come over her, 
come over a lifeless body. You spot something lying nearby. Lying on the ground at the edge of the dark puzzle of ooze is a black stone wing. Despite your curiosity, you do not immediately pick up the object. You are well aware of the danger that is often inherent in taking possession of items belonging to powerful entities like demons. So I can have a look at it with the power of divination, arcania, or law. I'll give law a go. Don't use that much. Recall 16 XP to law. Recalling several passages you discovered several months back in an old text you were recalling, you're convinced there is something sinister about the wing. So I can pick up the wing or leave it where it is. Which means, of course, I won't be able to pick it up later because that would just be awkward. So anyway, yes, yes, I will pick up the wing. The cane's been running for many years and no one's found a negative side effect of having it. So pick up the wing. You reach down and pick up the black stone wing. You quickly study the wing, but are unable to determine anything definitive about it. Not certain if it would be wise to wed. Well, it's unidentified. This is the stone wing you found after defeating the black wing demoness in the ruins of Tarn. So we've got to identify it later. The dark puddle of ooze that marks the spot where the black wing demoness fell slowly dissolves into nothing more than a, to nothing more than a thin film of grey is left behind. When at last no discernible trace of the demoness remains, you set off to resume your exploration of the ruined city. Okay, so. That's that's all the north and north and central parts dealt with. Now let's go south, 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 south. Okay, what was past that jagged old, that staggering hologram? Okay, keep going, keep going, keep going. Oh, there's the crumbling building to the north. Just a stone eater. Switches its powerful, wide its powerful jaws and attacks. Okay, and now, yeah, and it is slain. Alright, 6xp. Oh, there's 5 left, I'll just pause while I deal with now to check out the southwest corner. As you step into the crumbling structure, you're greeted by a loud groan and the sound of heavy, foot, heavy footfalls. You turn towards the sound and your pulse quickens as your eyes fall upon towering Halgrim, moving in your direction. The mighty guardian of the ancient city, a massive, armour-plated being of wood, flesh, iron and stone, is swiftly bearing down on you. Hold your ground and engage the mighty guardian. The massive, armour-plated being, its grim face, a mix of flesh, stone and iron, stomps towards you. Raising its broad fist as it prepares to deal you a single decisive blow. Is the Halgrim? Just gonna take it down, take it down, take it down. The power of wave touch and wave touch and wave touch. And it is slain. 8 XP, 32 XP to general, and then another 16 XP to general. Then another 32 XP to the general for defeating all three 
of the of the key guarding Halgrims. And speaking of key guarding, here's the third angled copper key, which we which we can use now because we have three of them. Okay, quick heal, quick heal. All right, actually, why, why do we magic? I've got a perfectly good fountain. Now, there's still buildings to clear. Exploration status. Ten buildings. Ten buildings to clear, and there's still buildings to... Ten buildings cleared, still some to go in the southeast corner. In fact, a lot of them to go. Seven. So I'll just make my way there. Right, south southeast section. Okay, there's five buildings in a row, and I'll actually there. I'll just pause while I deal with all of them. Now we can go back to the spider building. Let's examine the chest. For several moments, you carefully study the chest. Let's use these copper keys. I got copper key. Use them. You carefully insert all three of your angled keys into the holes set into the lock plate. The moment the third key is turned, the glow that envelops the chest rapidly fades, and the lid springs open, revealing the strange item that's long lame hidden in the bottom of the stone box. You peer into the open chest and find yourself staring down at the large copper gear. Sharp, triangular teeth make up the perimeter of the curious and heavy object. Realising the gear may be of importance, yeah, yeah, I think we know where. I mean, we saw that in another time and place. You pick it up and decide to take it with you. It's a large copper gear. This large copper gear with 17 triangular teeth must certainly be part of some complex device. As you step back from the chest, your hand still gripping the large copper gear, you know it was surprise. The three keys you used to open the chest are gone. Of course they are. With, I mean, statues come to life, keys mysteriously disappear. That's just what happens in dungeons. And, often, and sometimes, the minute you leave, they sink into the ground. Not this one, this is a wee player, but it's going to stick around. With gear stowed away, carefully among your belongings, you once again prepare to resume your exploration. Alright, now to the three-tiered building, which isn't that far away, here we go, north of the big crossroads, and then west, here's the four men, they use the smoke bomb, they escape, large stone wheel, use the large copper gear, 32 XP to general, you retrieve the large copper gear from among your belongings, and fit it carefully into the spindle. It drops perfectly into, into place, sharp triangular teeth meshing with those of the surrounding gears. You're certain you could now spin the wheel. Alright, then I guess that's what I'm gonna do, because there's nothing more to do. Attempt to spin the wheel. Spin the wheel! You grip the edge of the wheel. Prepare to give the weighty stone disc a definitive spin. Spinning the wheel will end your exploration of the ruined city. 
You haven't finished exploring, Tarn. You should not spin it just yet. I've, I've explored it. I've explored the whole thing. Spin the wheel. And anyway, it will be set in three hours. You spin the edge of the wheel and give the thick stone disc a gentle spin. A lone hum fills the air as the wheel revolves silently atop its base, sending into motion the complex web of copper gearing beneath its bulk. The sound of crackling energy rises into the air as you turn to find the iron grate set into the west wall is now crawling, crawling with tines of golden energy, with the brilliant radiance of the, of the weaving energy dazzling your eyes. You're about to turn away when you catch sight of something on the other side of the iron grate. Suddenly, your eye, your eye, you find your eyes fixed on the frail, woed figure sending dust on the other side of the energised grate. The shadowy being raises his cowled head to reveal the sunken, drawn face of a middle-aged man. Unable to look away from the piercing gaze of a man, the man staring behind, standing behind the grate, you carefully study his hideous, leering face, despite the deathly pallor of his taunt, wretched, stretched skin. You are certain the ghoulish figure staring at you through the crossed iron bars is still among the living. Your silly remind you of the warning issued to you by the phantasmal being you encountered on the streets outside. Based on what the faint image of the source related to you, you are all but certain the man standing just beyond the gate is the Tarn Hearn himself. Slowly. The world man dons his cowl and turns away from the grate. Suddenly, as if his feet hardly touched the ground upon which he tread, which they tread, he retreats along the green passage and step that slopes down into the darkness. Only a few moments later, later, he has disappeared from sight. A strange sensation begins to come over you as the spinning wheel slows then silently comes to a stop. Your vision blurs and the sounds around you become muffled, then disappear altogether as the sensation intensifies. In effort to combat your growing disorientation, you close your eyes tightly. Your eyes spring open, suddenly spring open, almost exactly the moment the sounds of the world once again washed your ears. You're both startled and relieved to find yourself standing just outside the tall, crumbling arch through which you entered the ruined city. Well done, Sir Crokington. Your successful and complete exploration of the upper reaches of Tarn has prepared the way for you to soon explore the lower regions of the ruined city. You'll soon be able to venture into the unknown depths of Lower Tarn as part of this replayable scenario. You just gotta keep going there again and again and again and again and again and again and again. Five hundred and twelve experience to general, and one hundred and twenty-eight experience to all skills and powers. One thousand and eighty-eight experience to general. That's the experience you get for defeating. For clearing out, out all the monster nests. You've been awarded a fair 
rare and valuable battle marker. Be sure to save your game right away. Thankful to have explored the upper ruins of Tarn and live to tell about it. You take a few moments to check over your equipment and get your bearings before turning and setting off on your way. You get one last look at the ruins of Tarn before turning away, preparing to once more set off on your way. Okay, we've got one thing to look at though. Enter the sheltered hollow of a west. Okay, we've got to use the skill of Arcania. Look at that wing. The band of Gorgosar. What is that like then? The band, it's a wing. Where are you? Where are you? Here we are. Band of Tortazar. Five stamina points and five miller waiting. Two aura, two mind. This is a stone wing you found after you defeated the black winged demoness in the ruins of Tarn. It's one of the legendary wings that once adorned the fingers of of Gorgesar, a powerful demon lord whose realm exists in the blackest depths of the Neverless. You're not certain it would be a good idea to wear this wing, but look at those stats! They're slightly higher than what I already have, so I'm putting it on anyway. Okay. So I'll unequip the Wing of Dark Valor. Equip the Band of Kultuzar. And that gave... It, that raises my stat MR by 2, SP by 2. My MR is now 151, SP 163, Neville Reserve unchanged at 47. Now I'll save once again. So, next time, well, oh, I don't know. I'll think of something. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.